Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It's the October 7th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Friday evening episode of the show as the MLB wildcard games uh, kicked off today with Tampa, unfortunately, falling to the, uh, who, the Guardians? Yep. Is that who they were playing? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Listeners, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so by tapping the subscribe. Maybe you thought about subscribing, but you haven't done it yet. Do it. Please tap that subscribe button, and uh, and uh, off you'll go. You'll get the latest episodes as soon as they hit the street. Also, we have www.umyasports.com. That's a place you can go and get your latest sports news and information and analysis. Uh, just the sports, please, are curated from around the, the inner tubes, socials, and local sites, and brought all together for you free of charge, free of ads. And we'd love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at um, yeah, sports. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? I am doing well. You know who's not doing well? Our good friend, Russell Wilson. He is not doing well in Denver. Something is up. Yeah. Denver goes down to the Colts last night. Down, what, three points in overtime? overtime. Mm -hmm. And Russell Wilson's missing guys that are wide open. Just not seeing them, not looking their way. And... And we just uh, we end up with a game like last night instead of a game where Russ is airing it out and hitting people downfield and you know these crazy accurate throws that nobody can make. Instead, we're kicking field goals all night long. What is going on in Denver, sir? Well, I think in a lot of ways we mentioned it on Wednesday. If the, if the Broncos fail, the the criticism of Russell Wilson will go through the roof. And if you look at Twitter. You'll watch ESPN, you watch CBS, doesn't matter. You'll see everyone talking about the Denver Broncos, the Colts game. And not only because it was Thursday night football, but because it's Russell Wilson and everyone expects a lot from him. But, I mean, if you look at it, it, it was a poor game, uh, other than defensively, for the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson's pocket was collapsing on him pretty quickly. Not a whole lot of time to get anything done. It reminds me in a lot of ways of the San Francisco 49ers game where they were able to sustain certain drives and move down the field, but normally that ends up going uh, for a field goal as opposed to a touchdown. But I think in a lot of ways, it was A, lack of time, B, struggling to, you know, make completions with the wide receivers, and C, bad play calls because they tried to force the ball downfield, but the Colts did a tremendous job of putting a guy on a guy. No one was open or had enough of a window for Russell Will to make any sort of throw that any reasonable quarterback can make. Now there was times at the end of the game where he threw that interception to Gilmore, which he should have put that over the top to the back of the end zone, put it in front, easy pick. All that can be said, and it, and it's perfectly reasonable. But in a lot of ways, they should not have tried to force the ball downfield on these go routes. That didn't work. What worked was the short little passes that turned into completions would turn into yards and their run game. Those were the two things that worked, but they never seemed to want to stick with it. They changed it at the end of the game. They decided to throw it as opposed to run the football with fourth and one when they could easily gotten it. On the last drive, they were marching as far as uh, runs were concerned. The next drive, they passed it, had some success there. They could have ran it. It could have worked. 
they decided against it and they put in Russell Wilson's hand. He'd been struggling with getting the end zone all night. Passes weren't going where they needed to be and drops have happened and there was nowhere to throw the football because it was locked down so well that they couldn't make any sort of completion and, and it ended and it ended in a very poor way. Um, so in a lot of ways, now everyone's kind of fine tuning on Russell Wilson, but this team is basically everything he left in Seattle. He left an awful offensive line. Yep. He left wide receiver, no wide receivers. Like he had no one. Wait, I thought he had DK and uh, and uh, well, he had Tyler, Tyler. and DK Metcalf, which is the equivalent of having Courtney Sutton and DK uh, okay. and uh, Jerry Judy. Yeah, Jerry Judy can't catch the football. He seems I don't to know drop. why. He seems to drop. He the dropped ball a wide open one. Yeah, and Courtland Sutton. Whenever they did the short stuff, he was available, right? With with in Russ in Seattle, whenever they did the short stuff and they kind of just worked the ball down the field, they had DK Metcalf there to make the completion, but they normally didn't really do that. And then defensively, that he has a better defense that can stop him. And yeah, a lot of times when they did stop him, they had to move further down the field, and that's why most of their kickoffs were uh, for or most of their kicks were about fifty yards. So if you had the kickers, you had a lot of fantasy points last night. Or if you have the defense. But for Russell Wilson, is it fair to kind of jump down his throat and say, you know, he's not elite or, you know, he's a bust or any of these things when we don't like do get mad at all at Matt Ryan for, you know, throwing two interceptions, getting sacked the same amount of times, not throwing any touchdown passes, failing to lead the offense. You don't hear anything about that, but you hear a bunch about Russell Wilson. You put the right pieces around him. Russell Wilson succeed. Also, with this Denver Broncos team, it's literally been this is the fifth week of football. He was with Seattle and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett for years, and he created that chemistry with them. You can't expect that chemistry to be built in six in five games. You got to let that have more time. Now, I mentioned that if they didn't run away with the game, it's a measuring stick that the Denver Broncos are in a bad place. Hundred percent, still believe that the wide receivers need help. Their running game, they don't trust Melvin Gordon. Clearly, they didn't give him any opportunities. They put another running back in, their third string, to run the football. They don't really trust Melvin Gordon, so they're going to have to fix that. Their play calling needs a ton of work. And their their cornerbacks did a decent job. I think the defense was the strong point in that game, getting more, multiple interceptions and tons of sacks, which is why they ended up you know, keeping it close and getting to overtime. But at the end of the game, in the postgame, a clip and circulating of Richard Sherman yelling the fact that they should have ran the ball at the end of the game, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And on Twitter, he did, I don't know if you might've saw him, I have not, but he tweeted flashbacks and everyone's now pointing to that play at the end of the game. The last play of the game came down to, to the Super Bowl where the, to the, where the Seattle Seahawks lost the game to the Patriots with the Malcolm Butler pick when they tried to run it as a, or they tried to pass as opposed to run it. And they thought that they should have did a run call. So this this um, transition of coaches for the Denver Broncos has been nothing but a lot of problems for Hackett. He's been critiqued about every single one of his play calls. He tries to do one thing, and then the next week he tries to do the other. Neither time it works. He tries to pass and maybe should have run it. He's going to have to work on play calling. So that's the other thing. The coaches, he's trying to build a veteran staff. That's also not working. So you put any quarterback in there, and he's going to struggle. Maybe you could find the rare exception in Tom Brady if he went to the uh, to the team. You know, he'd be able to get guys that were necessary. But with 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 Russell Wilson and, and the Denver Broncos, it's just it's going to be a learning curve. It's going to take time for them to get where they need to be. But 
you have to win that football game. Um, whether that's kicking the field goal, tying the game up. There was a block field goal earlier in the game, which made them go down by that point, all that. But it wasn't a clean game. It wasn't the type of game that everyone feels like they should get. They didn't get the flashy plays. They didn't get the explosive plays. And I think a lot of ways that upsets people because they want they want the flashy big plays. They want the high-scoring games. That's what people turn in the NFL to get. They don't like the games that is defense, 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 defense. And Kirk Herbstreit made a comment in the broadcast where he said it was crappy def- offense against good defense, or crappy offense against defense. And I think it was good defense prohibiting good offenses from doing anything. The Colts have been this parasite um, against the Kansas City Chiefs. They waited to the last second and then got that last second score. Against the Denver Broncos, uh, same thing. Against the Texans, got tied up and ended up tying up the game. So they're that type of team that's going to wait to the very last second and then make a move at you. If you're the Denver Broncos, you've been in a lot of games. You've been in a lot of games where it's a struggle to get offense going, but we've seen flashes of what they can do when everything starts to click. So there's a ton to work on. And to say that Russell Wilson doesn't have any fault is not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that this team should have blame evenly distributed around everybody. And I think the least of the concerns is Russell Wilson because you just got to get everyone on the same page and then Russell Wilson can lead you. If you just did little short passes like we saw them do at times, Russell Wilson led the offense good. They got field goals. Everything worked out just fine. But when you try to force it, you all got interceptions. You've got, you know, just incompletions. You got sacks. So, and it doesn't really have all my time back there. So why are you trying to force the issue? And then after the fact, now you lose your, your you already lost a couple of uh, defensive pieces beforehand, but now you lose an offensive tackle, uh, an offensive alignment. I don't know if it's tackle, but an offensive lineman. And then you use a cornerback, both out for the year, one with a broken leg and the other with a, uh, ACL injuries. Now you're even more injured. So now's the time you got to look at yourself and say, we're three and two or two and three. We need to start winning some games. How are we going to do it? In a lot of ways, you got to see what works and build game plans around that. But as of now, they're in a lot of games where it's just ugly, ugly victories. And I think for that reason, a lot of people are just upset. But Russell Wilson didn't become good overnight. It took years and then he got to the Super Bowl and played well. And because of that, a lot of people were expecting a lot from him. But I think in a lot of ways, it takes more time than just a couple of seconds to become good. But overall, it wasn't a good Thursday night football game. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what you come to expect from Thursday night. Not the cream yeah. of the crop as far as... I don't even think it was. It was just... There's a chance that that game could have been good, right? It's not that the team, you know, whatever. I don't I mean, know. It could have been good, but it, yeah. things happen. There you go. Things Things do indeed happen. So uh, OBJ is uh, out there. We talked about this the last couple times we've talked. Uh, he's still out there. He's still trying to figure out where he's going to go. He's given his top five teams. Is that right? Yeah. So who are they? Who do we got? So he delivered, like you mentioned, um, the five teams that he's looking at are Kansas City, okay. Green Bay, okay. Rams, yep. Buffalo, yep. Baltimore. So Tampa's out. Tampa's out. Um, so... Basically, the reason this came out is because uh, OBJ basically, OBJ and Marcus Spears, who's an NFL um, network host, kind of were tweeting at each other about, you know, where is he going to go? And then OBJ is just like, send me, you know, the teams that you think I should go to. And he sent that list and then he tweeted back, we see eye to eye. 
So right now he's obviously going through all of the training camps and or not the training camps, but all the the facilities trying to figure out, uh, you know, where is he going to end up going? If he goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, I do believe that that could cause major issues for the AFC because the Chiefs are still the same Chiefs. They still have the same defense. They still have the same quarterback, running back, offensive line, different wide receivers. You put OBJ in that lineup, you get a vertical threat. You get a guy that can catch the football. You get a guy that doesn't drop the football. You get a guy that's a leader. You get a guy that's experienced in Super Bowl play. You get a guy that can completely change the chemistry of this team. They become instantly better. Now, right now, if you put the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills on the football field together, and you told me to pick one, I picked the Buffalo Bills. They got Von Miller that is taking the double teams, which is opening up all of his other pass rushers to get in there. The cornerbacks are playing well. Yes, they lost a few safeties, but everything seems fine on that front. Josh Allen's is playing lights out football. Stephon Diggs is walking over, walking all over any team. You know, uh, the running backs, Singletary, Zach Moss, James Cook. James Cook's kind of coming to his own. Um, Isaiah McKenzie is also playing really well. So they've got a good squad. And then you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and you tell yourself, they got a decent defense. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and he'll always be Patrick Mahomes. Running backs are coming into their own. But their wide receivers are dropping footballs, and so is Travis Kelsey. That leaves, you know, a big margin for victory for the for the Buffalo Bills. You put OBJ in that lineup, not only do you severely injure the Rams because the Rams are having issues. There's picks being going on. Wide receivers aren't getting the ball. Things It just kind of looks like things are stalling in LA a little bit. They're kind of trying to build up steam and kind of get in the right direction again. So that's going to injure them. They're going to injure the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one of the teams that were in the running. Excuse me. If he doesn't go there, now you're in a situation where they're going to have to figure out what's going on as far as the wide receiver room is concerned, because he won't be in the open market to sign the green Bay Packers are the green Bay Packers. They're probably one of the teams that is actually kind of trending in the right direction. The wide receiver room is concerned. You put them on, on a Baltimore. That's the other team that would have major success as well. So if you kind of look at it, if he goes to Kansas city, I think he has a great chance of winning the super bowl there. Uh, if he goes to the Rams, I think he'll definitely elevate that team. I don't think there's any question about that. Baltimore, I mean, there's a possibility that they may squeak in the Super Bowl, but that's kind of a little iffy. And then you also have the Green Bay Packers. You put them in a Green Bay Packer uniform, which I think is increasingly rare or unlikely just because the way that they kind of disrespected him and said, we want Devontae Adams over you. Kind of feels like the type of guy that's like, okay, not going to really forgive like that. But I think the probably the most like likely at this list isn't in particular order. I think Kansas City... Buffalo Rams would probably be the top three that he's probably going to end up looking at. But if he went to Kansas City, like I mentioned, that would completely shake up the AFC. Uh, I think he can fill the shoes of Tyree Kill, not as far as speed, uh, but as far as a reliable target that can win you football games that's had a lot of success. So I think if you look at those five teams, those are my top three out of those five teams. So if you look at those are the teams I would say, more than likely, those were the teams that you'd be kind of looking at. But like I said, if he goes to Kansas City, that would be must-see TV for Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes throwing to OBJ, yeah, probably in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. You don't like that? I don't know how I feel about that. 
He's more conventional than Tyreek Hill was because the t- uh, the 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 Chiefs kind of feel like backyard football yeah. a little bit yeah. in the way they play. So if you put an OBJ in there, he kind of brings the conventional football play to it. Uh, Dalton time. Dalton time. Dalton time. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton time. Andy Dalton. Remember, it's Dalton time. You <laughs> yes. Remember that? Yeah, it's Dalton. Yeah, I know mm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that long ago? Not that long ago. That it was Dalton. It was Dalton. Where was it, Dalton? I think it was Dalton it was time. Cowboys. In, in the on, on in the Cowboys. Dallas. Yeah, in Dallas. So uh, it's Dalton time again, sir. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? It looks like he's going to play again this Sunday. The Saints fans are turning on Jameis Winston. Oh. They'd rather see Andy Dalton play. That's their number one option as far as a poll. Or they would like to see Taysom Hill play over uh, Jameis Winston. So they're kind of just done with Jameis Winston. They want to bring Andy Dalton or Taysom Hill in. And I think Andy Dalton has done enough to kind of say, okay, you know, there's some consideration here. He did a lot with what he was given. He didn't have Alan Kamara. He didn't really have, he didn't have Michael Thomas. He didn't have all that many players with him. It was banged up offensively, yet he was able to still lead the offense, get sustained drives, make plays, you know, get really close to winning if it wasn't for a bad doink off the field goal post that ended up losing them the game. But no, they were in it throughout it. So if you really look at it, Jameis Winston has been struggling with throwing the football his entire career. Always a little bit too long with the football, trying to force it. There's that's the struggle of Jameis Winston. Now the benefit of it is most of the time they could also get into a touchdown. But the downside is if you force it too much, you get interceptions or miss throws and miss opportunities, which is what we saw the last few weeks uh, when Jameis Winston was playing. Now he's out with multiple injuries, back injury, and I think a leg injury. Andy Dalton came in, sustained drives, and is proving to himself, proving to the fans that you know he's kind of worth the time of day to kind of think about him actually starting to play. Now, do I think he should start over Jameis Winston? As far as experience, you know, maybe a little more even. But I think Jameis Winston has a better arm. I think Andy Dalton is more of a game manager, can get you to wins, make passes, make sustained drives, get points, and end up getting victories. James Wentz is more of your run-and-gun type quarterback. So if you really look at it, at this point, I think they've invested all they can in the NFL at Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston is a backup quarterback. You put him in in necessity. And in Dalton, uh, out of these guys that they have, you don't put Taysom Hill in as a quarterback as the number one guy. You put Aiden Dalton in. So if he has another sustained game where they're close in it or they win it, I think it's pretty much Andy Dalton's job to lose. I think there's a little bit of uh, QB um, competition brewing already. You can put that over the edge or add a uh, flame to that fire if Andy Dalton plays at the level that they think it can. So I think Andy Dalton time 2.0 is starting in New Orleans. Okay, so we talked a little bit earlier. The uh, the wildcard playoffs are in full effect. We've got the Rays taking on the Guardians, and the Seattle Mariners are taking on the, what, the Toronto Blue Jays? Yep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the fact the Rays came out not on top. They're down one. Uh, how about the Mariners? When do they take on? They're playing right now. Okay. How's that uh, game going? They are winning currently 4 nothing. Okay. Wow. All so right. Mariners came out quite strong. Uh, yeah, 4 nothing in the top of the eighth at the time of recording here. So, uh, yeah, looks like they'll pull off their first victory uh, in postseason play 21 years. Okay. And then the Phillies looks like they dominated the Cardinals, right? Yeah, 6-3. Okay, so not That's really a question. On the, on the and NL then side. tonight, San Diego plays the Mets. Okay, to round off the evening. Okay, it's kind of a new thing in the 
Major League Baseball, this wild card series like this. Yeah, it's nice to have another three team. Three games, right? Yeah, it's best of three. So if the Rays lose again, uh, I think it's tomorrow, that series is done. Um, same as the winners. So you don't really have that many losses you can sustain before you're out. It's not like the best of seven that most baseball is. Yep. Okay, so we got big game of football coming up this weekend, both the pros and college. What are you looking forward to? What yeah, should folks be so looking for this see. weekend? In the NFL, obviously the Colts and the Broncos played earlier, but um, in the NFL, I think the I think the Chiefs Raiders game is interesting. Uh, see where the Raiders are at because they just came off beating the Denver Broncos. Are able to ride that wave? They're able to figure things out because they've been trying to work that out and trying to get on the right path again. Uh, and the Chiefs obviously came off the victory of of Tampa Bay. Um, but overall, I mean, I'm excited about the Steelers and Bills game because mm-hmm. I want to see what Kenny Pickett looks like. I want to see how he's able to play against a good Bills team. What does this team look like? How are they able to handle that? Um, the Giants of the Packers, I'm personally interested in because I want to see, you know, I don't know if it's Daniel Jones or Todd Taylor, but I think it would be Daniel Jones because he came out with the injury report. But how are the Packers and the Giants able to play? That's a 3-1 and one battle. Both teams are 3-1, and one, so that's going to be a New York game. So, or not New York, a uh, London game. So that'd be at 8.30 before anything else kind of kicks off. So that'd be an interesting game to kind of look into. But overall, I mean, there's not that many, you know, games that stick out as far as the NFL is concerned just because um, there's some good teams playing some bad teams and some, you know, mediocre teams playing each other. So not a whole lot to look at there. But you got Tennessee and LSU playing each other in yep. NCAA play, ranked mm-hmm. against ranked. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a SEC matchup there. Uh TCU versus Kansas, another ranked against ranked there, 17 against 19. So that's going to be, I always like ranked against ranked. You got UCLA versus Utah, mm-hmm. 18 against 11 there. Um, Auburn against Georgia, but that shouldn't really be that big a challenge. Um, I think there's a, oh yeah, there's Notre Dame against BYU. Uh, let's see. Alabama's playing AM. Yeah, Alabama's number one again because of their uh, yep. their performance that just barely lagged out. <laughs> uh, uh, Georgia's, but I think it's interesting that Washington is still number 21 after taking mm-hmm. a loss against UCLA, which then boosted them to 18 and dropped Washington down to 21 after their after their loss. And then there's a few ni- uh, games tonight, none of them ranked, and they're Friday night football, so you don't really expect any primetime games are you know uh, going to be played. But overall, there's multiple ranked against ranked games, which makes it fun. You always enjoy seeing the ranked teams play after the first few weeks where no ranked teams played. But uh, those are the games that are pro- uh, the biggest games that are on the, on the calendar. Okay. All right. Well, then let's go. Uh, let's get out of here. Let's get ready for the weekend. Yeah. Things to do. Awesome. Very good. Listeners, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Enjoy your weekend of baseball, football, basketball, hockey. Everything's going on this yeah. weekend, right? There are games that's preseason. Stuff happening, happening. happening everywhere. So we appreciate you. Please uh, do subscribe if you haven't done that yet, and uh, we'll catch you next time.